The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of First United Methodist Church in Beaumont, Texas. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to love your city with the heart of Christ. Many, many years ago, Methodists began meeting together in Beaumont, Texas. And God was glorified, amen? And, 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 and their ministry began to, to grow and become. And, and when they first started meeting, they met under brush arbors. Then things began to change in the community, and, and, and a little city kind of grew up, and they, they met in the schoolhouse. But in a hurricane, we're familiar with those, the schoolhouse was destroyed. And in the economy following the Civil War, there was not the possibility of funds to build another building. So they continued to meet in homes. They continued to gather where they could. And eventually, the Baptists and the Methodists cooperated and built a common church, or, or what up in East Texas was called a union church. In Wheelock, Texas, it was the Methodists and the Presbyterians that built that house. Here in Beaumont, the, the Baptists eventually built their own place and sold their interest in the facility to the Methodists. And then we built a steeple church. And then after the oil boom, we built a domed church. In Troop, Texas, where we served, they built a domed church in 1919, about 12 years after we did here in Beaumont. And then in 1968, we built this facility. And in each and every facility, in each and every gathering of people called Methodists in Beaumont, Texas, God is glorified. Amen? There are a couple of pictures in our church history books that show the different facilities that we have occupied to make disciples of Jesus who love this city with the heart of Christ. This one was chosen for the insert because at the forefront is a depiction of Jesus Christ Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone amen many many more years ago Jesus was was there in the in the temple area as the Passover feast approached and some Greeks, either, either Hellenistic Jews from the diaspora who were gathered there, from the dispersion gathered there in Jerusalem, or those who wished to convert to Judaism, who were not Jewish, wanted to see Jesus. So they went to one of the disciples, and that disciple went to another disciple, and then both disciples went to Jesus and said, Jesus, some folks want to see you. Now, I, I, I don't know how the logic in, in, in your mind and heart works, but the logic in, in my mind and heart works that, 
that if someone like Jesus hears a request that someone wants to see him, they would go off and see him. But Jesus challenges my logic in my heart and mind most of the time. And this is one of the key places where Jesus says, it's time. It's time for the Son of Man to be lifted up. And when the Son of Man is lifted up, I will draw all people to me. And it's time. And should I say, God, let this time pass from me? Or should I say, God, thy will be done, thy kingdom come? Jesus says, as is translated in the message translation of Holy Scripture, Father, put your glory on display. And then God said, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. I would suggest to you that God is still committed to that. Glorifying God's name again and again and again. Some, some years ago, when I was a young preacher out of seminary, I heard a preacher preach a sermon called, Do it again, pop, pop, do it again. And that's all I remember of the sermon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the story about who the grandchild was and who pop, pop was. I had a friend who helped me remember that it might have been the Reverend Dr. Stan Copeland at Lover's Lane United Methodist Church who preached that sermon. And I messaged him on Facebook, but I haven't heard back from my friend Stan. So, so I, I, all I know is that I used and or maybe stole the title, good resourcing from somebody who preached a sermon called Do It Again, Pop, Pop, Do It Again. And the image that resides within me from that message that I cannot remember. The image remains true of, of a small child looking at this figure of awesomeness in a grandparent type person saying, you did it once, do it again. Do it again and again and again and again. And so we gather this day, the fifth Sunday in Lent, as, as we celebrate a golden milestone moment of the historical marker that, that delineates the, the part of the history, a thumbnail sketch of our story as a people called Methodists in Beaumont, Texas. We gather this day to say to God, do it again. Glorify your name again and again and again and we are faced with the words of Jesus who challenge us in the means and the manner in which God will glorify God's name in verses 24 and 25 Eugene Peter Peterson translates this passage this way Listen carefully, unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, dead to the world, it is never any more than a grain of wheat. But if it is buried, it sprouts and reproduces itself many times over. In the same way, 
anyone who holds on to life just as it is destroys that life. But if you let it go, reckless in your love, you'll have it forever, real and eternal. If we let it go, reckless in our love, we will embrace life in Christ now and for eternity. So what does it mean? What does it mean to let it go? You all, you all wonderfully challenge me to think and ponder and consider the things that I've been doing as a pastor for 25 years. And I'm challenged in, in 2018 with a congregation that, that in its heyday had hundreds upon hundreds. I mean, this place was full. So how, 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 do, we, how do we look at who we are to become in order to multiply? One of the things that I've heard for 25 years, and, and, and there are aspects of it that, that I believe are true, I, I'm just beginning to get a handle on how to talk about it. And, and, and that is that, that church should be run more like a business. And there are aspects of church life that, that must be business-like. And, and, and we have the people and the teams and the structures in place to do that in managing and caring for our facilities, in, in managing and caring in, in all of the funds that are entrusted to us as a congregation. And, and what, I mean, I've never run a business, so I, I don't always know how to compare apples and apples, but, but what I know about a business, let, let's say a business makes widgets, right? I don't know what a widget is, but that's what business folk talk about is making widgets. Everybody on the team is all about making widgets. From the president, CEO, to the, to the custodian, they're all doing their part to make a widget that fulfills a purpose in our society. Well, the church, the church's purpose from the day that Jesus said, all authority and power has been granted unto me, go therefore into the, all the world and make disciples. The purpose of the church is to make disciples. And, 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 and once we've entered that role of discipleship, our purpose is to help make disciples. From the lead pastor down to the custodian to everybody in between to the people who are only able to watch via live stream and pray. Each and every person in our congregation holds a vital part in our ministry of making disciples of Jesus who love this city with the heart of Christ. And that is our single purpose of being here. So, so how, 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 how do we manage that? How do we, how do, we do that? How do, we, how do I as a pastor lead in that? Well, it, 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 it means that I have to ask myself daily and sometimes several times a day, do I want to remain a single grain all unto myself? Or do I want to multiply? And I, 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 don't, I, I can't answer this for anybody else but myself. But this ministry, this gathering of people called Methodists in Beaumont has such a rich history 
I don't want to be the one that slows it down. I don't want to be the one that brings it to a halt. I want to be a part of all of those who help it multiply. And just as we have gone through different facilities over the 178 years of continuous ministry, so too our ministry goes through different adjustments and changes as we seek to meet the people in the world where they are. We do not have the corruption that we had in the 50s and 60s to clean up in Beaumont, Texas. But is Beaumont, Texas yet perfect? Does everybody in Beaumont, Texas yet know the Lord? The, 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 the Old Testament lection for today is Jeremiah, and where Jeremiah says, I will inscribe my law upon their heart, and no longer shall they teach anybody know the Lord, because everybody will know the Lord. <laughs> everybody in town know God? Has everybody in town experienced the love and grace of Jesus Christ that we have? Our work is not yet done. Our work, in fact, is just beginning. And we are called as God's people to set ourselves aside for the sake of the kingdom. To say, yes, I have thoughts and, 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 and opinions and, and, and perspectives on, on everything that we ought to do as a congregation. And I want to be a part of the team that says, this is our way forward. I hear, I hear, I hear it, and I've heard it for 25 years. It, it, you're the pastor, it's what you want. Folks, please, let's not limit ourselves to my vision and imagination. I mean, I can be quite a creative guy some days. But we have such a collection of vision and wisdom as the gathered body of Christ that to limit us to one person's perspective is to limit God and it is in the life death and resurrection of Jesus Christ that God ultimately glorified his name and it is in the life and ministry of God's people in every congregation in this great city that God intends to glorify God's name and if that means that as your pastor I don't get my way I mean, my way would be about 65 degrees on the chillers. <laughs> and y'all all would be clamoring for those few blankets that are in the pews for your warmth and comfort. <laughs> we must, as God's people, understand that we stand before the throne of a mighty God who has done mighty things in Beaumont for the sake of Christ. And we must gather around this table again and again and say, do it again, God, do it again. And if it costs me my life, do it again. If it costs me my will, do it again. And if it costs me all that I have and all that I might become, do it again, God, do it again. You see, this guy, Joe, Father Joe, 
with the collars. He, he says, help me make the world a better place today, Jesus. One situation, one person at a time. Moment by moment, Joe, go get them. You're going with, right? You're, you're going with, right? Jesus says, I'm already there. I'm already there. And so wherever we go and everywhere we go to glorify God's name by sharing God's love with all the people, God is already there waiting on us. You know what? Waiting on us to do it again. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.lovebeaumont.com.